We want to talk about faith. We want to talk about um, politics. We want to talk about race. We want to talk about pop culture. Literally, everything is up for discussion, and that's what Brett's culture is about. about, about, about. So here we go with brunch culture. Yes, this is it. This is it. This is not the last one, though, because this is it sound like the end. Because, you know, yeah. that's not Michael Jackson. Uh, this is it. It's not the end, though. So this is not, yeah, this is not it for brunch culture. So we are yeah. here. Yeah. Yeah, recording. so this is. Recording um, another episode yeah. of Brunch Culture. I'm trying to say, what can we say? This is again. That don't go. But um, Brunch Culture again. Yeah. Here we go. <laughs> What's going on, girl? <laughs> Y'all are listening to Brunch Culture. I just What's want to say, on? I haven't said it in forever. Um, so the scrolling this week, we're scrolling through social media, and what did we see, Lisa? Well, it was the BET Awards on Sunday. It is the Black Grammys. Um, it's all we get. Uh, <laughs> one year, every um, June, um, BET Awards comes. We have all the um, black stars, almost A-list, uh, with the exception of Jay-Z, Beyonce, and Kanye, um, <laughs> that don't attend. But you know, you're not right. All the black stars, the B list. This is where the people who know they not they might not win a Grammy, they really get love. And uh, I'm just thankful for the BET Awards for that. Um, it was it was very fun to watch. It's always people in there I don't know. That man, that classy man. I was like, oh okay, that's an interesting song. Classic man, um, Jedediah, I think his name is. He's new. So I always get introduced to new people. There's always some humor on there. Puff Daddy Fail. The highlight was the Bad Boy 20-year uh, reunion. They're going on tour. Um, I may watch that. I may try to get tickets to that. I'm not sure, though. Um, everybody was on there. 112 was on there. Slim sounded a little slim. Um, that was... <laughs> that was Slim usually good. That was the worst I ever heard him. He, he, yeah. was, he was a little JoJo-ish. From they, Casey and JoJo, they they had lost it. I said, "Well, yeah." They let me down. I ain't, I ain't gonna lie. I I as much as I rep 112 and I support 112. That when I heard it, I was like, "Dang!" When I was listening, I was like, "Dang, man!" Like y'all supposed to come out with fire so I can use this and be like, "See, I've been trying to tell y'all, but I just yeah, as you see, I didn't even bring it up. I ain't talk about it. I just you know." <laughs> Maze. It was good to see Maze, because I know this probably, you know, his last hurrah. Um, but um, Maze still be doing shows, though. I heard. Maze still do shows. Yeah, I mean, you could do shows. <laughs> <laughs> you could do shows. I'm not sure people coming up. That, that are people showing up to the shows, though? That's, that's what we gotta really focus in on. That's the you, important component. You're not right. Um, a uh, look him came out. That's the best I've seen look him in a long time. Look him, man. Like, yeah, when Kim came, came through the floor, everybody lost it. Like I, I was on, I was on a flight, so we had Wi-Fi, so I was just getting updates. I wasn't watching it, but I was getting updates. All I saw, 
Kim, Lil' Kim, the queen, the original queen bee, yada, yada. And I was like, Lil' Kim, what happened, what happened, what happened? Then I saw the video, and I was like, and of course people on, like, Instagram showed a little clip. I don't know how people get these clips so fast, but, like, somebody had, like, a clip uh, coming through the floor. I was like, yo, ripped it, man, ripped it. It was... Yeah, that, that that part was good. That part was good. And then I watched I watched the um Janet Jackson tribute the other day and people were That was misleading. On... That was misleading because I what? thought Janet was coming out. She you, came what? out, but I thought she was gonna perform. Oh, you yeah. thought she was gonna perform? Nah, I knew she wasn't gonna perform. No, you, you know, because it's like they, I just I knew that um they had said that uh, Jason Derulo and uh, Sierra were gonna be doing a performance. I didn't really know about Tanashi. Um, that, that she was supposed to be performing too, but I don't care what nobody say, man. Like Sierra really proved like, yo, I am the Janet of this generation. Nobody else is rocking, like, like rocking, dancing like that besides Sierra, man. Like you got to give props what props is due. Like even people saying like Tanashi is like the new Janet Jackson and I don't follow Tanashi too much. So I started like looking up her stuff and watching her. And I'm like, I mean, this dancing is not... It doesn't look, it's not extraordinary. There's nothing that makes it say like, oh, wow, like Janet's dancing was. But when I, when you watch Sierra, you get that wow factor like, dang, this girl's movements, the way she can do this stuff with her body is bomb. Like that tribute, Sierra's portion of that tribute, she, she just killed it. Yeah, Sierra did her thing. Shout out to her. She's a great dancer. Um, yeah, she is she is one of the best her and chris brown i think are the top for our our generation for yeah. this generation of music um as far as dancing goes um but so if you watch the bet awards you know let us know your thoughts i know you know it was last week but you know it's still fresh in a lot of people's minds and i want to talk about it um i give a special shout out to somebody who really touched my heart in my um in my role <laughs> but y'all stay tuned for that because I just really want to give that art, art for, yeah. um... yo you're not right but the BT was honestly though overall everybody like I said I hadn't watched the entire show I just watched all of the, the performances but everybody said like the in terms the, the the show in itself the quality of the show had improved and it was better than it's ever been before because we know we kind of it always it never fails that the BET Awards is not as well put together as other award shows, which kind of sucks because one of the things I always say is like, you know, we complain on, about people not getting Grammys or getting Academy Awards and things like that. But it's like, well, we don't even come and support like these big A-list stars don't even co come and support like our own, which is where you started from. Like every black artist that are do that's doing R&B and hip hop starts at BET and then you blow up. And then you, we can't ever get you to come to the actual BET Awards. So it's like, if we don't support our own, again, we, we can't complain if nobody else is supporting us either. So I support the BET Awards, but every, I've heard a lot of people say that, like, the quality of this show was was it. It was better yeah. than it's been before. Yeah, it was definitely good. I shout out to Stephen Hill for putting on a great, great show. Um, the people brought their A-game. Um, everybody, you know, some, some didn't bring that... Some brought their C game with vocals, but um, a lot of people as just the a C whole game with vocals. Brought a A game, you know, and you know I'm not the one to talk because my vocals are on Z. It's A is 
where they should be. They probably around X, Y, Z. But um, but I guess you, you know. ain't you ain't saying that you this is that's your that's your career path and that's what you're trying to do. So you know yeah, you yeah. we give you a pass. Yeah. But then other uh, things on the scroll. Side note, real fast though, when they did you feel did you start doing the, like the rhythmless nation thing when you watch Sierra? Did you see? I I did make the correlation, but you know. <laughs> but you know, you know. It's that. Every time there was an upbeat for her, it was a downbeat for me, and that's when I knew, you know, if we we wasn't, you know, that's when it was. This not my nation. That's all right. Yeah, but you know, shout out to Janet for making that. People who have rhythm, you know, feel empowered. Um, people who don't, don't, you know, they they lose their power at that moment. But it's okay, you know, we all have our moments. You know, we have to shine where we shine. <laughs> you know your forte. But as you we were saying, and other news in the scroll this week, um, who's burning black churches, yo? The hashtag who's burning black churches is uh thing that should be big but again it's not big and a lot of people a lot of mainstream news aren't talking about it we've seen the eighth church this past week to be burnt um in just over a week's time span Mm -hmm. and you know it's always i find it interesting when when you do hear news outlets they talk about it um when they when they when it's mentioned it's one of those things of what's happening. Um, I heard one person ask the question of, is this some sort of like internal conspiracy, which I wanted to slap somebody. This is when I was in Atlanta and I think it was their, their local news. Um, and one of the, the newscasters had asked, you know, it makes you wonder if this is some, some sort of conspiracy or if it's an internal conspiracy. And I'm, it, for my, it just kind of baffled me to think that someone would think that a group of people from within the black church or would even hint towards people in the black church would say, hey, let's get together and start burning our churches to make a statement. What? <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, I, and again, it wasn't really a big thing. They didn't. He just the the correspondent just kind of mentioned it in the, in the fact of them talking about this being something that people are saying is a conspiracy and then he says like you know i wonder if it it, it could be an internal in, a conspiracy and i'm kind of like an internal conspiracy like let's just wake up pastors or even like church members hey let's just wake up and just go around and just start burning all our churches all of this money we're going to burn down our churches um just to make a statement to the entire world about the importance of the black church. I just, you know, it's one of the things for me that I'm not quite sure is going to happen, buddy. Like, I don't think that you mentioning that you kind of sound pretty stupid. Um, I think the question that we should be asking is who's doing this? Why is there an attack on the the black church? Where is, where is this coming from? There's a, we need to start having conversations uh, surrounding protecting the black church and, and, and understanding why anyone uh, would be coming, trying to burn down any church, but particular. Like, why are you burning down a black church with everything that's going on? Like, I believe that you know this these strain of things is not a coincidence, and we need to start talking about where it comes from and truly get some answers. Um, and we get those answers by doing some hardcore investigating and not saying like this could be potentially an internal thing that it's I don't know this is really stupid yeah and not all of them were um you know arson some of them have been determined to be electrical 
Um, I think it was like two or three mm-hmm. were electrical and lightning. So we know um, in the black community that not all of them were intentional, but we know that it's enough that some are, they, there seems to be a trend. Right. And so, you know, cause somebody, people will be quick to say, well, we don't know. Someone will look at the other one was lightning or, you know, electrical. Yes, that's true. But in addition, there are some that are arson. And like Randall is saying, you know, these people aren't just, it, it's, it's really far-fetched to assume that they're doing it themselves. So right. that means somebody's doing it. And it goes on to the, the tension that's already in America with the Confederate flag and the South and the, you know, the racist tradition of the South or just the United States in general, because racism is, is something that is happening in all 50 states and not just the Southern states. So. You know, we want to be prayerful about, you know, this and we want to take action and continue making it a hashtag to kind of draw public attention. Because as we've seen in the past, when black Twitter does have power, um, that was actually something that um, Twitter was um, that somebody was critiquing Twitter. I can't believe remember what news outlet, but the fact that Twitter only has a few black employees and um, like 27 percent around that of their the people that are on Twitter are African Americans and black Twitter is really powerful on Twitter yes. and the fact that we're very underrepresented as far as Twitter employees go so um said all that to say that we have power on social media so use that power yeah you say that though and it just makes me think I don't know if you saw the article about um Facebook only hiring seven black people in the past year Mm-hmm. Yeah, that yeah, that's a, that's and it's it's so funny though because a lot of these big uh, tech and social media giants have vowed to uh, be more diverse in their hiring. And Facebook, Mark Zuckerberg, he was at the lead of that, talking about you know diversity of Facebook and all of those great things. And then to see that in the past year there was only seven black people, it's kind of like, uh, yeah, one of those things too that it kind of it is a very thin line between that because what, but what I don't want to see happening is there be this mass influx of hiring of black people just to kind of satisfy numbers. And so people can say, they can say, Oh, well, we're hiring black people, but we're hiring black people uh, to not make any decisions. We're really not including how this, like we don't have black people at the table that are making decisions for the company. We're just hiring black people just so that we have the numbers or it creates this space where people can say, oh, well, you were hired not because of your ability, but simply because you're black. That's another thing that frustrates the heck out of me. And I don't want to see that happening. But I do think it's important if you're going to say that, hey, we're concerned as a company, we're concerned about um, our being diverse and the diversity amongst us and within within you know, our company, then you should be making some steps. You should be going to these uh, HBCUs or even PWIs and looking particularly for people that are a part of a certain community to say, let's see if you are qualified. And if you are qualified, we really want to make sure that we're considering your qualifications just as equal as we're considering the next person's qualifications and bringing you in from there. Yeah. Yeah. Cause I think it's important too, that we push our uh, black youth to get involved in math and science so they could be uh, th- these jobs will be something that they will qualify for right and so that's going to be really important for the next generation 
So in other news on the scroll, Bree Newsom. The hero. Took down that Confederate flag, <laughs> even though they said, look at the new Jim Crow. A black man arrested her. A black man put that flag back up. They got us brainwashed. Well, you know, I mean, it's his job. He got to do what they say. Um, I don't want to speak too much on that, but, you know, she did what a lot of people wanted to do. Yeah. For years. Yeah. And she, they, people were saying we'll pay her legal fees. So she's not going to get in too much trouble, but she did, did increase her platform because before this, I really didn't know who Brie Newsom was, but now I do. Yeah. And so shout out to Brie for, you know, doing the thing. Amen. Like, I, I think it's it's so funny, though, because when I saw the story, like, everybody on Facebook, I was on Facebook, and I was seeing people post it, and people just kept talking about, like, our hero, our hero, <laughs> this my girl, I'm down with Bree, and I was like, who is Bree? Like, what what's going on, y'all? And then I saw the pictures, and I went in, and I found, like, a post about it and started reading, and I was like, yep. This is the homie. <laughs> yeah, and that was the hashtag, hashtag free Brie. And, you know, I posted on the Brunch Culture page because I saw a James Fortune post it. Uh, Mario Brothers, when you, at, at the end you had to get the flag. Yeah, yeah. And it was like free Brie. Social media, y'all so fast. Y'all so fast. Y'all so creative. Because I, w- I would have never put that together. I would have never thought about that. I love social media, man. It really is. I just tweeted like a few seconds ago, like social media is where you get the best laughs nowadays. Like nowadays you just want to find something. Social media is where it's at. Like people come up with some of the most creative and funny things that once you see it, it makes all the sense in the world, but it's just like not what you were thinking about. I'll, yeah, I'm, I was going to say something else, but I'll save that for your <laughs> for your roast but yeah it is um social media is great yes and just to give y'all you know hint um about what i'm roasting about i just want to sing a little snippet um <laughs> i just want to sing a little snippet <laughs> let me be the one you can lean on no what's the more recognizable i should have cheated <laughs> <laughs> Never knew what I was missing, but I knew what we fight. Okay. talk about um independently um (laughs) i-n-d-e-p-e-n-d-e-n-t do you know what that means yes it is independence day fourth of july it represents the united states freedom um but it to many it's 
African Americans is not free because we were still chained um, <laughs> while the rest of the America was liberated. Um, so, you know, that, that creates some discussion about, you know, how do African Americans celebrate it? I know I never thought too much into it till recently with all the things, the racial tension in America and just thinking through our history and how our history and other people's history look completely different. And so we're not comp always thinking through our history. Um, we're always looking through the lens at, at history books of what we've been taught in school. And sometimes what we've been taught in school is very one-sided. Right. And so when it comes to Independence Day, that's one of those things. So, um, you know, it makes you think through it kind of a little differently in light of what, everything that's going on, like, especially in light of the fact that in, in some ways, African-Americans still don't feel like they're free. And when you read Michelle Alexander's The New Jim Crow, mm -hmm. you think about the fact that uh, mass incarceration and so so many African-Americans in this country still don't live free lives. Right. And um, so how does that affect how we see, you know, Independence Day? Yeah. Um, and what what do you think, Randall? So I think it's, it's here, here's the thing. And I just kind of want to share this story. So I actually had a friend um, that asked me how I felt about Independence Day. Uh, a few weeks ago, and I just kind of was one of those things I was kind of like, I mean, it's not, I'm not, I'm not running around saying like, oh, it's my favorite holiday, but I, I definitely, I mean, it's the day that the country, <clears throat> it was a milestone in history. It's something that should be celebrated. It is, you know, one of the, the building blocks to the space that we, that we exist in today. So, you know, I celebrated. Hey, 4th of July, let's celebrate. And she was just kind of like, I'm shocked and surprised that you would think that because you're so pro-black. <laughs> and I'm like, what is that supposed to mean? And it, it, we can have conversations uh, off the, I mean, I, I, I've had conversations all the time about this whole idea of being pro-black um, and me just kind of being like, at first, I didn't want people to think, call me pro-black because I thought that it was a negative thing. And then as I thought through it independently <laughs> and it was like, wait a minute, there's nothing wrong with I'm saying that I'm pro-me. Pro-me does not mean that I'm anti-anybody else. It simply just means that I in love who I am. And for so long, I've been taught not to love who I, who I am or just not taught to love who I, who I am. So I'm le I've learned to love who I am. So if that means that I'm pro-black, then by all means, I'll accept it. Pro-black. Okay, whatever. Um, and you can be quote unquote pro-black and be pro-white. There's a shirt I, I wear that says like, I love being black and people would tell me that it's offensive to someone else and they were like well what if you see a white person that has a shirt that says i love being white there's absolutely nothing wrong with that from in t for me i don't think there's anything you love who you are you're wearing a shirt and your fashion is expressive that you love who you are that doesn't mean that you don't love me i'm not around here saying like oh well you better not you shouldn't do this because that means you don't care about me love who you are you're not infringing upon what i can do so it's okay whatever but anyway so it, so this idea, she was like, well, I thought you're so pro-black in, you know, America and save enslaved black people. So I would think that you would not speak, you would not appreciate or you would not celebrate the 4th of July or America's independence. And I think that it's one of those things that I'm kind of like, are we in such a place with that we don't understand the complexity of life and issues in general? And is 
do I come off as a person that hates my country? Because I don't. Um, I actually <laughs> have volunteered my life <laughs> and served the country. So there is, um, for me, it's just one of those things that I can critique something. I can critique aspects of our country and say that, you know, certain things aren't perfect. And I believe that that is the beauty of the nation that we live in, right? There are, there are things that uh, aren't <clears throat> perfect and things that I would want to change or that we all would want to change and policies that, you know, work at a certain place in time and a certain period of time and they no longer work anymore. But the beauty for me is I exist in a in a country where I am able to use my voice and to critique the country without being thrown in prison, without being killed, without being uh, told that, I am uh, in, in my life is in jeopardy. And now I say this on the heels of, no, I am not saying that we d there aren't infringements against black people that exist today. I'm not saying that holistically as a country, there are a number of people that that don't see the reason for Black Lives Matter or don't see the reason that we have you know, these movements and we need these movements and the issues that uh, impact and affect black people. I am definitely one of the people that is at the forefront of speaking towards those. But one thing I have to do is be honest about the, the benefit of my ability to speak out and to criticize the, the country I live in. So I don't think that there's anything wrong, absolutely anything wrong with celebrating Independence Day. And again, that is not saying that this country is perfect. That is not saying that slavery didn't happen. That is not saying that injustices are still happening today and are going to happen tomorrow and they happened yesterday. It's not saying that at all. But that is saying that I do appreciate this space that I'm in, that we are in, where we can be critical of our country and I can empower myself and empower my people to make a change, right? And I think mm -hmm. that is the beauty that when I look at Independence Day, I find in our country. And it's so interesting, though, because uh, President Obama gave a speech. <laughs> Maybe I want to say it was like uh, a year ago or so. I think it was around like CBC. And in which that was one of the things that he mentioned is that, you know, the thing that I that I love about our country is that we have the ability to criticize it and we can criticize it and we can critique each other and challenge each other to get better. And we can push movements and push thoughts and push ideas to make a change. And for me, it's just, it, it, it really kind of spoke to how I felt and really wasn't able to articulate it and had never heard anyone else articulate that, that space. There are places where freedom of speech is not allowed. It's not a thing. There are certain countries where you can speak out against the government and you can be thrown in prison. Um, you, your life, your, your life specifically for speaking against that could be in jeopardy or could be lost in, mom in moments notice because you spoke out against the leader of the country. But in our country, we can criticize our president. And in a blog post, we can post it to a website and criticize them. Or people can outright say, like, I don't like this and I don't like that person. And no one has the legal uh, authority to come and to kill you or to off you for that. And to me, that is, that is a benefit that we take for granted and we don't know what we have and, um, and we don't realize that we have. And I think for me kind of realizing that, wait, you know, that's a benefit. I had a friend that traveled, um, over to, uh, some, I forget what country in Africa it was. And 
I don't, I don't want to, but she basically was talking to a cab driver and he was pretty much saying uh, how he was telling her the story of how that I think his brother spoke out against like a cable company or something like that. And the cable company was like ran by the government. And so he spoke against it on the phone. Not too long later, people showed up at his door and like threw him in prison for basically like um, not speaking against the cable company, which was speaking against the government. And I'm like, I don't know what that is. I don't know how that is. And it's one of the things that just kind of makes me say, well, I appreciate where I am and what I have. And again, it's not saying that anything is perfect. Um, it's not, it's not saying that I agree with everything, but it's saying that because I have this benefit to disagree, the one thing that I want to do is I, I, I want to get politically engaged and involved, and I want to be a part of the political process. I want to be a part of social movements. I want to speak out using my social media. I want to write blog posts. I want to talk to people about, you know, have these critical discussions. I want to create a platform like Brunch Culture where we can have these conversations and say that you can celebrate and appreciate where the country is now or think or some changes that have been made in the country and still criticize other aspects of it. We're very, we're complex individuals. Situations and issues are very complex. We're not one dimensional. So you can't say that if one views me as pro-black, I can, I can be pro-black and still be pro-America. <laughs> That's okay. It's and I think okay. just acknowledging that as, as African-Americans, that our freedom happened in stages. And so it's going to look different. And even as an African-American woman, women's freedom or, you know, equality happening status, mm -hmm. you know, so. And it's still happening. It's one of those things that's still happening. And the, the beauty of it is, again, is we have the ability to be a part of that. We have the ability to add to the change that, that we wish to see, the changes that are happening, you know, that is, that's that's what it is. Because we don't exist in a space where there is, and I tread lightly with saying this, but we don't exist, exist exist in a space where there is one authority that can't be challenged. That is, I think that's the that's the beauty that I think we should think about. You know, when we look at when when a person is perplexed with supporting Independence Day, because for me it's kind of it's never really been a I don't. It's never really been a thing, though. Like, it's, yeah, yeah, for me, that you just kind of celebrate it. Yeah, it's never been a thing that I, I struggled with, like, oh, I should not support. Because I think I've, I realized at a very young age that when I started to understand about, like, battles and wars, I remember thinking about um, our, about war in our military, right? And in my mind... How things worked was that when people, when countries went to war, they chose like a battleground location and they both met up and they fought and whoever lost, then you both went home. I had no idea that like a war could break out in your backyard, in your, in like your own territory. And I never thought about that. And I remember asking like one of my teachers, um, uh, I think we were, we were learning about some bombing somewhere and I was like, wait, but they like bomb the people. And my teacher was like, yeah, that happens. And I'm like, wait, but I thought war was kind of like in a battlefield. Like y'all went to a battlefield and you fought war. And my, she was just like, no, it doesn't happen. A war could break out here in our country 
right here in America in our back, we, you could be walking outside and a bomb can just go off and there could be, you know, chaos, chaos, chaos going on. And people have infiltrated our country and we're fighting a war here on our soil. It's from foreign people, but it's because of our military that doesn't happen. Our military intelligence, the, the men and women that give up their lives to protect our country. That's the reason that we don't have that. And just as a small kid, I was like, oh, man, I'm thankful. Oh. So like when Independence Day would come for me, it it wasn't like I didn't really get it, but I was just like, oh, I'm just going to celebrate the fact that I have that because that's I can't imagine. I don't ever want to have to fight a war like in my backyard and I'm like walking to the grocery store and there's like people with guns and fighting. That's just it's I, uh, living in a war zone. I didn't know that that was a thing. So for me, it's just I've always kind of had this sense of, well, I appreciate it. Like I can disagree with things but i don't ever want to have to not be able to live my life because i'm living in a war zone like i never thought about that so it, it just kind of all it baffled me a little bit when i would hear people say that like or people would ask questions of why i do or say that i shouldn't so shouldn't like our country and i'm like well we could not live here and live in other places and not have those freedoms. So I think that I'll, I'll just, you know, I'll end with saying that the country is not perfect. I'm not telling you that. I'm not telling you that it's been the best for people that look like me or for black people. I'm not going to tell you that either. But what I will tell you is that I do appreciate the fact that I can use my voice and criticize the country or criticize policies and criticize issues in hopes that it all gets better. That's what I can do. And that's what I'll continue to do is to say that I'm not going to completely write you off and hate you because I realize that with anything, there are some positives and there are some negatives. And so I'm going to appreciate the positives and then work to make the negatives some positives because I have that ability to do that. Yep. I agree. I think that, um, for us to not celebrate it or be anti-Independence Day is not understanding, like I said before, that even though it came in stages, it came and it's still coming. And we're trying to, you know, get better at what that looks like. Obviously, there's some some complications with the fact, you know, things in this generation not being fixed. But like you said, if we were in any other country, the freedom even to work on these things wouldn't be attainable exactly so we just have to celebrate it and appreciate it and not look at as you're saying Randall not just disregard the negatives but be able to look at it and say you know this is the positive out and I'm going to celebrate the positive while still working on the negatives it's the same way as like friendships relationships uh relationships with your siblings your your your, your parents whatever you don't love everything about everybody. <laughs> the reality is you just don't like you guys aren't going to agree about everything. There's going to be some stuff that somebody that you really, really love that they're going to do something to you. And you can be like, Oh, I just wish you would stop doing this. I like want to slap you because you get on my nerves, but you don't hate the person. You know, you're not saying like, I want you out of my life or I don't want to do. <laughs> I'm just well, yeah, that was well you know what you know me i and i i agree that at some point in time it's like all right well it's been fun but i gotta run like i get that but i'm saying for the most part like when you and, and, and 
maybe it's in the standpoint of like your siblings or your parents, right? These are relationships that these are your family members. So for them at the end of the day, you kind of got to make it work. Um, and then when you consider the alternative, I always say this, like my family crazy, but I thank God for the kind of crazy that my family is. Cause it's some, I hear about other kind of crazies that I'm like, I never want to deal with that. I'm thinking I never had to deal with that. Like, come on, crazy people. I I love my kind of crazy because my kind of crazy to me is manageable. And it's kind of like that same approach when we look at like Independence Day or people saying like, oh, you should not, you know, you should take the American flag and you shouldn't uh, you shouldn't wave it and you shouldn't appreciate it. And I'm like, well, guys, I mean, this flag is very it represents a lot. But it, uh, what it does at the end of the day for me is it represents me the ability to use my voice and to affect change. And so it might not happen in my lifetime. I might not be able to single-handedly change the world. But what I love is that under this flag, I am able to add to some sort of change happening. And I appreciate that. That's what I want to celebrate. The same way I like look at uh, my sibling and be like, yo, you frustrate the heck out of me, but I love you in spite of, and I'm going to keep working with you to get this thing right. It's it's the same. It's like the same premise of the relationship. Like, it ain't perfect. Sometimes it's annoying. Sometimes, you know, it really gets under your skin, but I'm just dedicated to making it happen. Yeah. And I think that's the, like you said, Randall, that's a good parallel. We need to apply, when we apply it to one area, apply it to others and just work through like we're doing in our personal relationships with our relationship with the United States, work through the difficulty, but still maintain the relationship. Exactly. So that's what Independence Day means to us. Independently. You kind of struggled through that. <laughs> yeah, I did. And I had to read it. I'm not ashamed. I'm not ashamed. Cause you know what? I know who I am. That's, and that's what's important. That's all that matters. Yeah. yeah. And, and it's okay. You know, I had to preach Sunday and um, I really read study in the New Living Translation. I like that translation. It's sixth grade translation <laughs> um, written on the sixth grade level. And I didn't practice reading in the KJV before I got up there. And it showed. Um, but you know what? It don't matter because you know who you yeah. are. When I when I posted it online, I cut me reading off and I just told people the script. <laughs> Is that why you sit here? <laughs> yeah, you know, I'm not ashamed. That's um you know, I let it I let it be known. We all have flaws. It's nobody's perfect. You know, living your let your imperfection show. This is true. You know, well, not all of them. Some you need to, you know, keep on the wraps. Um, but um, yeah, you know, don't be ashamed. You know, <laughs> but it's time for our um, toast to roast. What's the theme music this week, Randall? Um, Love. To toast or not to toast? That is the question. Never knew what I. I'm gonna let you go first because I. <laughs> So, um, this week, my toast is real simple. My toast is to the show Power. I, Power. Yo, I don't know what I've been missing. Well, I didn't know what I've been missing, but I've been missing a lot. So, 
somebody had, I mean, I've heard about power. People talked about power. I tried to watch it a few weeks ago and I really only found out that I watched like six minutes of it. It was late at night and I was trying to watch it and I was tired. I really didn't want to watch it. I was trying to watch it and I just, I just couldn't get into it. People, I felt like the, the script was kind of dull in the beginning. It was too much extra, extra acting and people yelling and using curse words. I'm the person that like, I don't mind if people curse as long as it seems sensible. So for me, it's usually like if you curse and you're like joking or you're a person like acting, they're really in a moment and they they say a curse word like it makes sense. But if you're just kind of saying like like dropping an f bomb in a situation that it just don't really seem to flow, that's that happened a couple times in the show, and I was like, uh, I gotta stop watching this. This junk is crap. Like I, I just can't watch it. But I was on I was at my best friend's house. Um, and she, she was like, I'm trying to watch it. I'm trying to watch it. You should watch it. And so I sat there and she explained to me like the premise of the show. And we, I was watching like the first episode with a lot of stuff that I missed. And I'm like, let me go through and try this thing again. Long story short, I ended up finishing all of season one and get, got caught up to season two in a day and a half. <laughs> and this is somebody that don't watch TV at all. Like it just kind of, I, I just got into the show and I'm like, yo, this is good. Mine is it kind of being like, you know, some soft porn scenes that again, like warning, you can't watch this any and everywhere. You need to be in the privacy of your own home. I was trying to watch it while I was on the plane. I, I'm like, yo, this, and it kind of comes out of nowhere. So I'm like, wait, 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 wait. I thought this wasn't going to be like all this additional stuff. I'm like trying to make sure I'd like hide the screen or fast forward and then I'm missing stuff. And it was, yeah, it's real. It's a lot of stuff, but toast to power though, because it really is a really good show. And I don't understand why people compare it to empire because the shows are completely different. They're nothing like each other. Um, I mean, outside of the fact that they have black people and drugs are mentioned <laughs> in empire, it really is not even close to being the same thing. So I hate the fact that people compare them, but power is a great show I think if you haven't watched it, you should sit down and try to watch it. And I guarantee you'll add it to the list of shows that you get into because power is that show. Yeah, it is a great show. The storyline, the acting is good. It's just the, 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 the nudity is, it's over, it's overpowering. It's just like, Hey, come on. Yeah. You don't, don't, don't need all that. Um, it would be great without that. Um, but definitely if you're struggling, um, if you're waiting till marriage, um, yeah. Like me, you might it might not be the best thing for your eyes. Yeah. Um, but you know, you know, use discretion on that. Um, uh, you know, we talked about wisdom last week. Um, but it is a great show. I love it. Uh, just try to fast forward. Uh, anticipate what's about to happen. <laughs> Prepare yourself mentally. Um, but you know, I just we led up to this point. Um, in the show. Um. I really, I'm trying to figure out if I want to sing, let me be the one who can, I, Keisha Cole, thank you. Um, I just, I watched the BT Awards and when you got on there, I knew you weren't singing cause I haven't heard a hit in a while, but, um, I, when you got on there with Monica and you said, you know, my album is going to be released independently. I, I, 
it at first it took me a while for the tickle to really go to a full-blown laugh i think at first i was tickled and then the second time and third time i'm just i'm just rolling on the floor because i'm like wow because you said it like we care and that's really what really caught me right there in the heartstrings. Because <laughs> you said it with so much conviction. And I said, wow, she really, because I didn't know the last album that was Dependently <laughs> came out. <laughs> so I'm really concerned that this independent album is not going to have no kind of marketing behind it. Because I'm scared. Like, because Dependently, you know, is it, I didn't know. And then, yeah, and now it's independent, and now I'm even more concerned you know, because we didn't know when it was dependent. You know, right? So, you know, <laughs> just want to give you, you know, when you, yeah, you gotta, you gotta, you gotta reevaluate some things. Um, <laughs> gotta reevaluate, and um, when you say it's gonna be independent because this really would have been a time for you to give us a date because it's probably on the independent scale it's good free marketing the date would have been really good <laughs> but just the independent is is kind of problematic because you're just shooting stuff in the air it's like one day i'm going to and you didn't tell me when and that was kind of like so why are we mentioning it is it to give a jab at the record label because i'm not sure if they lost money or made it so it's kind of like I just don't know, you know. <laughs> I feel you. So social media man <laughs> killed uh, Keisha Cole with his independently thing. The Waka Flocka thing was hilarious. Where he's like the face. Where he's like, uh, okay. Um, and then the whole March Simpson thing. I, you know, I just. <sighs> Let me be the one. Social media is the response is like literally responsible for some of the best laughs. And Keisha Cole, they got you. <laughs> they 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 got you. They really got you. Yeah. Yeah. And Keisha, just next time, let it's, let let have a date. Yeah, have a date when you gonna release it. <laughs> but we thank you for listening to this episode of Oh. I'm I'm about to leave you without a good vibe, y'all. Yeah. I'm tripping. The good vibe comes from Sam Chan. A spouse can be a wonderful encourager and a leader's number one fan. But leaders need a peer or two who are shouldering similar loads and who understand the complexities of the role. So that just speaks to the fact that, hey, you know, you need people in your life. Friends. Even if you're married, you need friends that understand the position that you're in as leaders. And as young professional leaders, uh, we need people, we don't need to limit our circle of influence and we don't need to limit our friends. You know, you need to be selective, but you know, make sure you have people who understand your role because even when you're married, your spouse doesn't necessarily have the same role as you. So you need somebody who understands the role you're in right. um, to help. So just, you know, put that in your pipe and smoke it. Um, not literally, uh, but you know what I mean. Wow. Put that in your pipe and smoke it. Yeah.
<laughs> well, we thank you guys for listening to Brunch Culture. As always, you can follow us. You can check our website at www.brunchculturebc.com. You can check us out on Twitter at Brunch Culture and on Instagram at Brunch underscore Culture. We are also on Facebook, like our Facebook page at facebook.com backslash Brunch Culture. We always want to hear from you guys. Hit us up. Let us know what you're thinking. Let's continue to have these brunch conversations. We love producing this show every week. It is, it's doing a lot for us personally and personal growth and development and being able to articulate our positions and be able to challenge our, our positions as well and challenge us to think. So we love you guys and we want you guys to share the show with your friends. Let people know word about word of mouth is the best way. So if you like the show, if you don't like the show, tell somebody about it so we can hear what they have to say. And remember here at Brunch Culture, everything is up for discussion.